Did you ever offload a task that you no longer want to do because you're hoping that somebody else will do it, only to realize that you didn't ask the right questions before you handed off said task? So when the person you tasked to do the task, you realize, had sold herself as a really accomplished taskmaster, you learn pretty quickly that you're not only going to have to continue to do the task you were hoping that they'd do, but now you find yourself supervising them on top of that? <gasps> Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms. And we're always looking for women like you who want to join our community so that you can get better at marketing branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You can see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, I want to get into a situation that I can only describe as excruciatingly painful. For those of us who are writers, consider ourselves grammar snobs or pride ourselves on being, you know, spellers. Word nerds unite. Did you think that the title of this episode was an error? <laughs> it was most certainly not. No way. Back in the day, I needed help on the social meds. I realized that I couldn't continue to run all of the social media accounts for my business by my lonesome. Posting to Facebook alone with the right caption and getting folks to engage, it's a chore in and of itself. I'd been concocting captions for all of our social accounts, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, on a regular basis, and I was exhausted. It was time to move on. Did you know how many companies there are now that offer social media posting services? I had no clue. There are solopreneurs who offer different packages depending on how many platforms you want to post on. There are agencies that guarantee you one billion followers in four days. All you have to do is pay them $2.3 million per hour. There are companies that help you to write your captions. Companies that help to schedule your posts to go live. Companies that create graphics for you. Companies that send out virtual assistants to be you and post on your behalf. So many options. So little time. It was like I was under a rock or at the bottom of a giant ocean, having drowned from trying to do it all myself. How'd I make my decision about whom I'd hire? I turned to social media itself. I scoured Facebook groups and LinkedIn posts for recommendations from folks that I knew. And what do you know? I found one. Seema ran a small company and she was really proud of it. She had two helpers, as she called them. And she made it her business to make your small company social media famous. She offered three very affordable packages, and she guaranteed that they'd get a post up on the platforms of your choosing every single day. Well, how about it? I was sold. We hopped on a call, and she explained to me precisely how the whole setup worked. She meant business. She wasn't giggly or flighty. She had an air of seriosity that I loved. 
because I knew it meant that she would be doing exactly what she said she would do. We talked through the process, what I'd need to send her way, and ways in which I could check in on all the scheduled posts before they went live so that I could make any changes that I wanted to along the way. She gave me such confidence in what her business could handle that I knew I wouldn't have to do much checking at all. It was one thing to like the fact that they'd get a social media post up on Facebook or Instagram every single day. It was another thing to appreciate wholeheartedly how much work that it took. I'd been doing it for so long, I was practically bowing down to her as I very willingly handed over their payment to get going as fast as I could. She spent three weeks prepping and scheduling so that we'd be raring to go by the first of the next month. Can I tell you how relieved I was during this time? I didn't even know what it was like to get through a day without thinking in captions. I noticed how I'd pick up my phone throughout the day and my thumb would automatically find and open the social media apps on my phone without my instructing it to move. I got to slowly rewire my brain and take my mind out of working in my business so that I could work on my business. The first of the month arrived. I remember it well. I woke up with a big fat smile on my face that morning, knowing that our socials were all taken care of for every single day that month. What a treat! Until the first post came across my Instagram feed. How did I miss it? Just two weeks prior, I'd gone in to see all the scheduled posts, even though I promised myself that I didn't even need to do that. I remember editing a few posts. This one must have been added after the fact. Or, I didn't see it. At first, I saw the quote. It's one of my favorite quotes, and I took up the entirety of the graphic in big, beautiful, bold lettering. But then there it was, the caption. It said, <clears throat> We've been there. You've been there. We've all been there at one point or another. We sit down and realize the thing we're struggling with is something we created. Finding out why we made the struggle harder for ourselves is the first step to overcoming it. Ourself? Made the struggle harder for ourself? I immediately messaged the team. Seema wrote ourself, not ourselves, on today's caption. I grilled her on 1,000 questions about process, team management, and what kind of graphics she creates. But did I ask her about her grammar and spelling skills? Nope. I logged into every platform where she'd posted the embarrassment, and I changed it myself. Not by ourself, thank you very much. Just in case my gut was way off, I went ahead and I looked the word up in several dictionaries. Did you know, dear listener, that ourself is a word? I didn't either. Here's my favorite definition, found in the Collins English Dictionary. Ourself is something used instead of ourselves when it clearly refers to a singular subject. Some people consider this use to be incorrect. Did you hear that? Let me take you one step further. The Collins English Dictionary is a printed and online dictionary of English. It's published by Harper Collins in Glasgow. The current edition is the 13th edition, which was published in November 2018. 
So this is a real dictionary, which is suggesting that our self could be considered incorrect by some people. I am here to announce for the very first time that I am some people. It didn't take me long. Only a few days later, I posted an ad online for Seema's replacement. She finished out the rest of the month, and I wept every day that I had to meticulously scour, edit, double-check, and then triple-check her work. And thank goodness I did. There were an awful lot of corrections that needed to be made. The Founding Moms did find a brilliant replacement who's been posting on our behalf ever since. Our new social media director creates beautiful graphics. She comes up with very clever captions. She doesn't post every single day of the month, and that's okay. It was never driven home harder than by Seema herself that quality is far superior to quantity. You know what our new social media director does do? She spells correctly. She knows her grammar. And she uses words that are considered correct, not just by some people like me, but by all of them. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Text me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. Pretty please. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and ourself for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.